Welcome one and welcome all. We are live tonight on Berry Flow Upstream number 108. Here with the guys, we've got Alex Bass of Cyberbytes Inc. How you doing, man? Pretty good. Just recovering from some burns and things, so otherwise I'm good. Yeah, the red hue on Alex's skin is why he looks so blue on camera. So don't <laughs> don't ask us for details beyond that. We're also here with Brandon Orr, one of Barry Flow's editors. How you doing, Brandon? Pretty good. I'm also suffering some from some sunburns as well. So all, all, all summer sixteen. But you know what? I own my own sunburns. I don't change the hue on my camera. Dude, I'm <laughs> gonna fix it right now. <laughs> Last but certainly not least, we're here with Blaze, editor-in-chief over at Crackberry, which, by the way, um, rocking some awesome swag from Crackberry. This shirt is pretty clutch. It's super soft. Uh, how you doing, Blaze? Doing good. I managed to avoid getting sunburned most of the time, so I'm doing much better than everybody else. <laughs> I wonder at this point, like, whose sunburn is contributed to them just going outside versus them playing Pokemon Go. That's what I really want to know. <laughs> it would probably half and half here in this group as to which is which. I don't know. So, Alex is definitely taking the red in this award, though, man. He looks pretty bad. He needs yeah. some, like, banana boat aloe vera stuff or something. Yeah. yeah. I think throughout the duration of this podcast, if we just refer to Alex by Rudolph, we'll be good no, to go. <laughs> Rudolph, Rudolph, what are your what are your thoughts on an early Christmas, man? You know, so I just want to before we get started, do a little bit of housekeeping, right? We have the security summit that is coming on the nineteenth, which is pretty cool. It's two days from today. It'll be this Tuesday. Uh, Crackberry will have some representation out there, so definitely follow over at Crackberry on the day of. See what's happening, right? Blackberry added in a bunch of new sponsors to that event too, so it seems to be pretty interesting. They're going to be covering a lot of, you know what the world of MDM is like and EMM, which is going to be pretty awesome. Uh, I also want to totally segue into the awesomeness of this. This, if you guys don't know, are Sour Patch Kids. This is a limited <laughs> edition bag of Sour Patch Kids that is all red flavors. So, like, you don't have to you don't have to pick out the different colors. Yeah. Sour Patch is on game. Here at 7-Elevens, they also have Sour Patch Slurpees, which are, like, ridiculous. But... No, this podcast is not sponsored by Sour Patch Kids in any way. <laughs> right. So let's get in, let's get into the, the news here, guys. There's just a couple things really worth talking about. I was kind of surprised. We keep seeing this kind of BlackBerry stance on a commitment to BlackBerry 10, and really, you know, BlackBerry went out of their way to make sure the message was as clear as possible. Again, kind of doing some maybe cleanup from some of the previous messaging that was done around the classic and the keyboard and what the commitments were and where the company was going. What do you guys think about this quote-unquote commitment to BlackBerry 10? Does it uh, does it inspire you guys to, to really feel for the company in terms of what they're doing with BlackBerry 10, or do you feel like it's more just kind of uh, satiating those you know diehard I, users who are on the platform? I find it kind of funny because I think realistically, I think they were going to just focus on Android, and that was their game plan, and they were just going to axe... Like, the fact that 10.3.3 has been taking this long to get out, like, I think we're approaching, like, seven or eight months now, I think they were really legitimately planning on just getting rid of it, letting it go into legacy mode and focus on Android. But I think there have been people who have been sticking on BlackBerry 10. For instance, my cousin just bought a Passport. He was on a Q10. He wants to stay on BlackBerry 10. I think they're getting enough like new purchases, and, and with the pop-up store, they had mentioned that the Passport's the best-selling device there, that realistically, I think they may have been surprised by how many people still want BlackBerry 10, and that is really what's keep making the decision of, hey, you know, we're not, we're not getting rid of BlackBerry 10, because I think they didn't really know, and I think that's been very apparent, that they're kind of letting us figure it out for them. Um, by purchasing their devices and letting them know. That's kind of, I don't know, if that's what BlackBerry's doing, I think it's kind of stupid, but I, I think... I, don't, uh, I didn't say I think it's smart. <laughs> I just think that's what's going on. <laughs> I, think they're, uh, I think they're reconfirming their support for BlackBerry 10 just because they have, BlackBerry 10 allows them to have that all-in-one kind of closed system for security, right, between the BlackBerry 10 devices, the uh, the BEZ system, and everything like that, and if they don't have the BlackBerry 10 devices, then essentially, I don't know, it, it leaves a lot of questions up out there. I mean, they, they've been touting all these years that nothing can be as secure as a BlackBerry 10 device, and I think it's just 
I don't think I think what he meant by his comments, what Marty meant by his comments, wasn't that they're going to create new devices. I think that they're just going to continue uh, supporting existing ones or maybe refreshing um, the devices because he he says they never said they're not going to make another BlackBerry yeah. 10 device, but he doesn't also he neither says that they will. So I think it's just a case of people reading too much into it and uh, him just trying to get the heat off of off of BlackBerry. To be honest, well, basically, basically it's it's the exact same messaging that they've been putting out the whole time. It's only now that they sort of like have a little bit more focus on it because everybody went a little bit nuts in regards to, you know, the discontinuation of the manufacturing of the Classic and, you know, you guys all seen the headlines just as I did, the ridiculousness that actually came out of that. So, I mean, again, the, the messaging hasn't really, hasn't really changed in the long run when you look at it. It's the exact same messaging. It's just that there's now more people paying attention to it, and they sort of have to go ahead and reiterate that situation because people, I don't know, arguably arguably you could say people screwed up the message, the media screwed up the message, or you could even say that BlackBerry screwed up their own messaging with it. But that's what I'm saying is, like, it's it's the exact same message they that they have been delivering all along, but now there's just more focus on it. And I don't know, like Brandon said, yeah, they didn't, they, you know, in speaking with Marty Beard, he said, yeah, BlackBerry won't rule out that they won't build another BlackBerry 10 device. But, like Brandon said, like they they haven't said that they will either. So it's kind of like one of those things where the messaging is still the same going forward. They're just reiterating the fact that, yeah, BlackBerry 10 support uh, is essentially going to go ahead and continue for as long as they can. And in speaking with Marty Beard, like he, he basically said... The only time that you're ever going to hear about a new device is unless that is when that information comes from John Chen. He's like only John Chen can basically lay out the future roadmap because he's the CEO. And if he says that there's going to be a BlackBerry 10 device down the road, then there could be a BlackBerry 10 device down the road. But that those decisions remain entirely on John Chen. Like Marty Beard can't go out and say, yeah, BlackBerry is going to build a BlackBerry 10 device. Which I mean, it's it, it's dependent on, on Chen. It falls on Chen, but I I real I mean, am I crazy to think that Chen is really looking at the market and seeing if there's enough interest to do another BlackBerry 10 device because they know the numbers more than any of us, and it may make sense for them to create maybe one more BlackBerry 10 device because they just have so many people maybe buying a passport because they just want a, another high spec BlackBerry 10 device. My my cousin was talking about oh, so if this is the last BlackBerry 10 device, like should I buy like three of these up to use them? And I think there might be enough people to justify one more device. Whereas in the past, I don't. Re- I felt like they kind of moved on already at this point. Yeah, I mean, I I can I, totally get that as well. Like, I could I could see them basing going back and looking at the information and looking at the numbers based on the sales that they're getting now from the pop up store. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, essentially the the reaction that they've got from the community, like. You know, I maintain the CrackBerry Twitter account. I, I constantly see all day long people just commenting like, "We don't want Android. We want a BlackBerry 10 device. Give us a BlackBerry 10 device." And you know, I mean that that's not necessarily a broad scope of the of the market, but that's BlackBerry's market speaking. And those people say that they don't want Android. They want a Bla- another BlackBerry 10 device. My only my only concern at that point is that. Okay, let's say they do go back to the drawing board and they do create another BlackBerry 10 device and they do release it. You know, what what benefit does that actually have? Like, are all of those people who say they want a, a, a brand new BlackBerry 10 device going to go out and buy this device? Probably not because of the fact that it's probably not going to be the device that they want. You know what I mean? And in, this, in the same coin, too, half of those people that want another BlackBerry 10 device have invested in a BlackBerry Android. So yeah. they've they've really fragmented their own base. I want to make reference here. There is an interview on YouTube. You can check it out. I'll put some links in our chat here and, and maybe in the blog description as well. It's called The BlackBerry Comeback. It was done by NDTV, which is an Indian outlet. And it was an interview with John Channel, one-on-one interview. And it's about... 14 minutes long in the interview, and this interview was back in April of 2016. So again, 
before some of these comments, but as Blaze mentioned earlier, it's been this reiterated message, right? They never said they were going to move away from BlackBerry 10. In this interview, John Chen mentions, he's asked the question, you know, well, what's after these mid-range? He says, he says, I don't really know. I may continue down the Android path. I may build a device that's running 10.4. He's like, I don't know. My customers are going to tell me, but I'm going to put the options out there first. So you can hear it from John Chen in this interview, and I'll put the links out there. And again, Marty really just reiterates this, that the company is going to continue to focus on these customers in the hardware space because they tie into their software and cross-platform strategy, period, point blank. We don't know what BlackBerry will do. It really is going to be indicative of how the market accepts some of the changes that they're going to be making in the future. And again, with this new mobility segment that we're seeing, uh, that could be a really broad term as we kind of head out here. Again, I'll post that interview. You guys can take a look for yourself. We know John Chen sometimes says what we want to hear versus you know, <laughs> versus what is, is more realistic, right? Like we want to hear BBM will make $100 million, and uh, <laughs> we'll save that conversation for the after show. But just really kind of interesting that BlackBerry has not yet truly ruled out a BlackBerry 10 device. Brandon, my, yeah, go ahead, my, please. In my personal opinion, it goes back to what I was saying, that I don't think BlackBerry knows exactly what they're going to do yeah. in the long term right now anyways. That's like, and that's, that's not me trying to be mean towards BlackBerry or bash them in any sort of way. I'm just saying that they're like, they're sitting back, they're evaluating the market, they're listening to their customers and seeing exactly which direction that they're going to go ahead and take it. Because... If the market is constantly calling for a BlackBerry 10 device, then you know chances are you're probably not going to rule it out. You're going to deliver what the market wants. That's what BlackBerry has been saying all along, right? It's again, it's that reiterative message, and you know, I've been saying that for many months now that I don't know, I don't think that BlackBerry knows what their real next move is because the market hasn't hasn't told them yet and they haven't decided on it. So. You know, don't be surprised when, when <laughs> if a new Android device comes out or if a new BlackBerry 10 device comes out. At this point, think, it could it could go either way. <laughs> and and maybe both, right? We it, we don't we can't rule it out. It's way too early. We we're just seeing how Priv has hit the market right at this very high end place. And if there is a market that is holding out or returning Privs because they wanted BlackBerry 10s, you know, it may be a viable alternative for them to figure out how they can do that in a cost-effective manner. One of the things I think BlackBerry has done under John Chen that is really admirable is really looked in the mirror, right? And if BlackBerry looks at themselves in the mirror, they're going to see one thing, but they're going to miss a lot of the depth of view, which is what the fan base and what the community brings to them as well, right? The people who are carving out that niche for you. So if they can control kind of their perspective of where they're going to head in the future, they're really going to have a comeback, so to speak, and, and really a return to form in, in a new way. Uh, I'm excited to see, you know, what the potential are for other BlackBerry 10 devices. Uh, I, I can imagine they're kind of costly to develop, so that'll be interesting. Brandon, would you ever go back to BlackBerry 10 now that you're recently on Android? Uh, yeah. The pet, well, I mean... It all comes down to if the few apps that I use, I can use them on BlackBerry 10. That's the main thing, right? That's that's been that's the thing I find so interesting is that you hear, and you guys talk about how they're like reevaluating the market, and they're like, oh, maybe people want a BlackBerry 10 device. It's not a matter of like the OS is top notch. It's just a matter of, you know, you get that device. It just the matter of the fact is it can't have mass appeal as it is. Um, because it just doesn't have those applications that people want. And, I mean, it, they were going on a right path there with, you know, updating the Android runtime and stuff. And a lot of people, including myself, were fairly happy with the results of that. Uh, it, it's just a shame. Like, hopefully with this, if they do decide to put out another BlackBerry 10 device, they can kind of beef up the Android runtime, uh, so to speak, so that, you know, people get the best of both worlds. But I think if they just do another BlackBerry 10 device, me personally, I would love to have a BlackBerry 10 device because I really miss the BlackBerry 10 functionality and, and multitasking. But I think for a broad, for broad spectrum of potential customers, I think you're going to go back to those original you know, qualms that people had in terms of yeah. applications and just integration with the overall mobile ecosystem across the board. And that's, that's where my concern comes in. It, it, you know, 
even if they do go ahead and release a BlackBerry 10 device, as I mentioned, you know, not every BlackBerry 10 user is going to go out and buy that. Not everyone who wants a BlackBerry 10, another BlackBerry 10 device, is going to go out and buy that device because it's probably not going to be the device that they want. Okay, like if they do it, you know, there's going to be people out there who want a touchscreen BlackBerry 10 device, but they end up with like a keyboard or vice versa, whatever the case is. Right? Those, all of the pre-existing problems with BlackBerry 10, if they go ahead and release another BlackBerry 10 device, are still going to be problems. Another BlackBerry 10 device is not going to attract a mass amount of people. It's just basically they're going to go ahead and put out a BlackBerry 10 device because that's what them, what their audience or their niche market is demanding at this point in time. It's not going to be something that they go ahead and do to, you know, get everybody back onto the platform. You know, the another BlackBerry 10 device is not going to, you know, quote-unquote save BlackBerry or anything like that. It's just going to be another BlackBerry 10 device. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nobody yeah. is going to rush to the platform because another BlackBerry 10 device exists. It's, it's just, just going to be... the existing user base. Yeah, it's, it's basically, you know... It, passing it off to the fans because of the fact that that's what they say that they want. And that's unfortunate because, you know, as Brandon said, BlackBerry 10 is a pretty badass operating system. It's one of the best operating systems out there, but the ecosystem around it is still problematic. So, you know, it, it like I said, it's not going to quote-unquote save BlackBerry. But I, And it's also, beyond fan service, it might even just be you know, enterprise lifecycle service, you know, where they don't want to make that jump to Android. It's too soon. It's not as tested and battle-ready as BlackBerry 10, and that's just the better option, you know? Yeah, I can totally I see that I honestly don't well. think that just kind of, you know, keeping those fleets up to date with what, you know, people from Leaps, they're jumping to something else. Something that's interesting is, like, we don't have any phones that come in at the one-to-one square-screen ratio and maybe they could just keep that alive with BlackBerry 10, you know? Some kind of form factor. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting next few months to see what they actually do roll out because, I mean, as I said before, I don't think BlackBerry knows exactly. They don't exactly have a pinpointed plan. They're just playing it by ear and getting things ready as they prepare them. So, I don't know. We'll see. So, uh, Brandon, I know you're using a AT&T branded device on Rogers. Are you running Marshmallow? Like, what's the deal? Were you able to grab that update? I know, like, Alex and I, you yeah. know, got it eventually here with the OTA. Uh, how was the process for you? Was it painful? Talk about it. So I did the whole autoloader process. It was kind of a pain, to be honest. <laughs> for, like, the added functionality of Marshmallow, I'm not sure if it was. To be honest, I wasn't having any issues with it. On the uh, on the stock software that came with my device, I, I had heard about people having a lot of issues with it, but I never ran into any of those issues. So for me, the software wasn't so much of a problem beforehand. So for me to go through all that hassle for the few extra functionalities of Marshmallow, I just for me personally, it wasn't worth the effort. Uh, and it's a bit more of a hassle than. So a, you're saying I, it wasn't as monumental as Alex made it out to be. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I did not make it my <laughs> We just talked wouldn't. about it for so long. It was so painful, yeah. you know? Yeah. I probably just wouldn't do it again, like, well, to be honest. I, I guess I'm a little bit confused about it because my my mom and stepdad, they both got the update. I essentially just went over to their phones and I held down the, the home button and it brought up uh, now on tap. So I'm like, okay, they have the update. But my buddy, who's been having a lot of problems with this phone, that hopefully Marshmallow will help some of them, he for uh, we're trying. He's he's not getting the update. No matter what, he just got an update and found out. We found out like it installed, and it was just like a security patch, or whatever. He's on AT and T. Isn't he supposed to have it by now? Like he's on the exact same thing as all is of that, us. Is it the same buddy whose phone could barely like take the update anyway? In terms of yes. space on the device, I cleaned up the space and everything like that. Hmm. Yep. Good thing we don't work tech support, right? <laughs> yeah, like, isn't it, is, did, are they rolling it out in batches, or is it supposed to be out to everyone on AT&T right now? Well, as AT&T puts it, they, they basically say beginning July 13th, so. 
Okay. It he, could be that his IMEI is just further down the list and he has to wait a little bit longer, but... He, he bought his phone... I guess it doesn't really matter, but he bought his phone the same day that I did. Yeah, like, that doesn't yeah. matter. If, that if, holds no bearing. Okay. If, yeah. if, it's, all, if it's August and he's still waiting, I mean, maybe... Worst case scenario, he just runs the autoloader anyways. Uh, he's, if he had to do that, he would just buy an iPhone. That's, we're at the point where I'm barely keeping him on. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, of course, he's the one that runs into this problem. It could have been my mom, my stepdad, anyone but him. So, I don't know. Yeah, Marshmallow's been a pain, for sure. I do like that. It it seems like my priv, my priv doesn't overheat more on Marshmallow, but it notifies me of overheating more. It's like Lolly, Lollipop was just, like, keeping it on the low. Like, yeah, your phone's on fire, but I'm not even going to notify you. Whereas Marshmallow's like, your phone's slightly warm. I just want to let you know. And I'm like, yeah, it's charging or whatever. But it is, an, it is a nice update. Although Brandon doesn't care for any of the, the features, per se, it is nice to have. I noticed the standby is one of the best things about that update, that it, it just holds battery a little bit longer, yeah. especially with, you know, uh, GPS usage as what it is today with you know the new mobile gaming phenomenon that's going on. No you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I try to dance around that one as much as possible. <laughs> so the mobile phenomenon. <laughs> if that's not a right on, isn't it? It's uh, you know, we talked a little bit about you know the serviceability of BlackBerry 10 earlier, and and you know whether it's worth it to kind of pay into that niche. That you have, right? The classic was fan service, right? Phone as fan service. I imagine BlackBerry 10 is an OS as fan service to a similar degree, right? Paying on some of that nostalgia, we clearly see is is a viable thing to do in this day and age. It's kind of miraculous that you know we see Nintendo doing what they're doing, playing on the nostalgia so hard, yet BlackBerry can't. When arguably, you know, BlackBerry probably touched more hands than uh, you know Nintendo did with whatever. So. I just kind of find it funny in terms of servicing that niche and whether or not it's valuable. For instance, we see these BBM updates, right? I think like two-thirds, if not you know, half of the users of BBM are in Indonesia. If you want to make money out of BBM, like just drive it in that region, right? Like go all in. Take no holds barred. Like, you know, who cares about US, right? We're all using SMS or we're all using, you know, whatever else. At least make money in the market where you have the most users, right? Yeah. 60, 60 million people is something you can make money off of, right? Especially if you know how to hone in. I mean, that's why we see so many stickers and things like that. But there is a BBM beta release that's updated for Android and iOS, and it's bringing in some of those updates that we've been talking about, the Summer 16 update. Uh, I'm interested to see kind of where BBM goes. One of the funniest things I find is that no mention of BlackBerry 10 for this beta update, which kind of just shows you where the software uh, paces right now, right? They're clearly putting the cross-platform strategy maybe ahead of the BB10 one, or maybe it's just uh, you know better better press for them to talk about the iOS and Android versus the BlackBerry 10, which has such a small kind of uh, lens. Um, does anyone want to cover uh, some of these updates that are coming here? I think I'm going to get it loaded up for BBM right now. The Android update is getting group general discussion chat that now displays all group updates and new content added to the group, including lists and calendar entries. Can you explain that to me? Because I, I read that like four times the other day, and it, it didn't, I, I don't know what it was. It's just so not clicking. When you launch a BBM uh, group, right, and you actually hit through, there's four different tiles, yeah. right? You have yep. chats, pictures, a list, and events. You're going to have one thread that's a general discussion that has all of that in one chronology, so you don't have to tap into the four different albums to go ahead and So will that it content. kind of be like the feeds tab, but for that specific group? Yes. Okay. And then we're also going to have the conversation in there, so it's like we can talk about the updates, and it, every, it just kind of streamlines that whole yeah. process, right? Because now we have photo inline sharing, but we also can post to the album for photos and different things, so it kind of just streamlines it all. I think opinion. that would be cool if like, because realistically, the way that I use BBM, and I feel like a lot of people do, is you have your chats here. If that showed up as one of the chats that I can click on, so, like, when I click the chat, it goes to that feed, that would be great. Otherwise, I'm normally not clicking into that area, and that's why I'm ignoring that area. It's just, I'll get a notification, hey, you have a new message in the chat, and I click directly in the chat. You know? Absolutely. 
and I think that's why they want to do it this way. Now we'll get the notification for the photo, and instead of being sent to the photo per se, we're going to get sent to the chat where we're talking about cool. the photo. And yeah. it just brings you a little bit more readily to where you want to go. And then from there, you can jump to those tertiary levels of liking the photo or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So cool. Again, we got to see implementation here. That's always going to be key on these types of updates. We've seen a lot of changes to BBM, and some of them for the better, some of them kind of leaving things like channels off there on the far left, not bringing anything new. As well, on Android with the beta update, we're getting new Discover screen. From the new Discover screen, you can get stickers and subscriptions, new features and content are always being added, so make sure you check the Discover often. And is Discover... Is, <laughs> it's basically is, what it means. <laughs> right. It's like... Where is the Discover pane is my question. Do we have that already? A Discover screen? Is that like feeds or is that like that the might BBM be channel? Purchase, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I see what you're saying. On this Possibly. Shop. Like the BBM shop button. Yeah, which uh, no one really goes to anyway, but... Oh. And, Only to remove the notification. <laughs> yeah. We, we got to, yeah, exactly. We got to talk about this, you know, this partnership that they did. We talked about it maybe two upstreams ago. With BBM APIs, like they're talking about BBM as almost this open platform that they're opening up to key partners. So it almost seems like they're chasing kind of Snapchat here in terms of like the subscribe type content and content creation, you know, music, pictures, articles, different kinds of media like that. I wonder if this Discover screen is maybe the start of a new kind of content consumption medium. And again, when you're focused on sick that, that two-thirds of the market, which is in Indonesia, this partnership makes a ton of sense. And if they can really drive some revenue, it makes sense. So it seems like Android is pairing to kind of handle that. Um, it gets it gets more interesting, guys. It really does. From here, set duration for muting notifications, right? So if Alex is, you know, doing something businessy, right, on luncheon or social affair, when he's trying to balance two, two girls he met on Tinder on different coffee dates, right? He can mute group notifications so he doesn't get those nasty little troll comments from Brandon about, you know, what that, Alex that's may or may not get done. That's a message back, man. One thing is to match on Tinder. Another thing is to, to message back, you know? <laughs> yeah. Alex just talks to himself as per usual, even, yeah. even, when, even when he has someone on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, that, that cuts deep. I know, Alex. Android as well is going to get an update to share longer videos. So you're going to be able to yeah. share. I don't. I'm not sure what that means, right? We had the 16 megabyte cat blaze, which is terrible. Is it is it, it going to compress the video maybe and then send it over like you know BBM's doing some compression on the video file itself, or is it for video type files that are allowing more than 16 megabytes? That's kind of interesting. Allowing, I think they're allowing more than 16 megabytes because remember that video that they put out before where. They kind of screwed up on the video. It was like a minute and a half, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. The BBM video, and then they took it down, and then they replaced it with a brand new version. <laughs> and, then, and then they're going to open that one back up once this update hits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Um, I just have a question like about the... Not necessarily a question, but just a comment for basically people to think about, because we've seen this, uh, this new agreement come, and it was basically you know, moving an Indonesian company to Toronto and stuff like that. But how much, I really question how much of this content that is going to be produced by this new organization is actually going to be based on, on things that you or James or Brandon are actually interested in because there's, like you said, James, there's very much a great potential within Indonesia, but that's, only Indonesia, how much of this content is basically going to be filtered out to everybody else, you know what I mean, outside of the country, like is any, yeah, it's a big deal that they have all these content creators creating things and pushing it in Indonesia, but what about the rest of the market, like is any of that stuff going to essentially, you know, reach a broader appeal beyond Indonesia, it, it, it's something that has, has mm -hmm. been kind of interesting to me throughout all of these announcements because I don't know if it's going to be anything that anybody else is actually interested in, like, you know what I mean? Here, here are my thoughts on it, right? Obviously, maybe piloting it out in your biggest market is, is a test to whether the monetization strategy makes sense, whether developing and continuing to support and build on those APIs is worth it financially, right? In Indonesia, they have a good chance of maybe breaking even or making some money on the investment to make BBM a little bit more interconnected. Now, again, 
as you said, moving it to Toronto puts them in North America, right? And then from there, maybe maybe there's a broader kind of growth of that partnership that we could see. Similar to the conversation we had about Brookfield, right, where there's maybe a bigger network to tap into. I think maybe with channels or rather the APIs inside BBM, there is a potential maybe once the, the distribution channel is built to then plug in other content creators and, and maybe make content that Alex and I might actually consume, right? Yeah. But yeah, I think right at first, I think it's not going to be very tailored to to us, right? I think it's going to be pretty focused. And then you know, we we download some Indonesian stickers here and there. It's free stuff, you know, free video clip or some trailers and stuff like that, you know, that maybe have some some general interest might pique some of our engagement. But I definitely <laughs> think it might be pretty targeted at first. Yeah. But again, as you said, you know, if this company is coming to North America or at least partnering with BlackBerry locally. There may be a more local play that North American, North America, North America can participate in, and then as well, you know, obviously service the market that is is core to them in, in, over there in, in the Asia Pacific. Uh, Alex, what are some of your thoughts, man? Would you could you see? I know you've, you use Snapchat and you see that there's a bunch of content there. Would a service like that inside of BBM, like almost like a feeds 2.0, where you get you know different content? inside your BBM that's a little bit more curated and interactive, is that something you'd go for? Like, does it that extend the usefulness of BBM? I mean, I don't think I personally am the right user for it because I literally only use BBM at this point for when I get a chat or something or for our group chats to go in there. I don't even go to the, the feed section or go into really channels or anything anymore. It's really just one-to-one -one chatting. So it's not like when I'm in there, hey, let's check for some news. Like, I have other apps. I have other things to, to do with that. Um, the thing with Snapchat, they've done it so well, is because you go to the area to check the stories that your friends are doing, and something might catch your eye, because they have, like, a news headline with an image right there, and something is probably going to catch your eye, and you might go and click it. Whereas, unless they start, like, throwing within your chat window, which this is where I normally go to. I'll open up BBM, and there's all my chats listed. So unless there was something in there that was like, hey, that's really interesting, let me click that. But I don't want you to bug me with stuff in there. Like, this this is where I go to this app to talk to people. I, I don't want to be annoyed by other yeah. things. I, I don't think it's the right medium. Like, look at what WhatsApp and what direct competitors are doing, and I just don't think that's, that overly makes sense to do it. I'm sure they can figure out a way or figure I feel, out I feel like way. those are also more core messaging services too, where BBM today is kind of a little bit more like throwing a lot of stuff at the wall, so yeah, a lot of stuff is sticks, kind of absolutely. all over. And, and, and to close out on the update for this BBM beta that we're seeing on Android, you're also going to share directly to frequently contact BBM friends on Android so, Plus. So you see nice. the share framework where you know your SMS contacts are going to come up that are frequent. It's just going to be that much easier. I like the share framework already where you can share and then it just brings your whole chat list and then you type you know, you hit on Alex and it sends the the link to Alex or whatever. Uh, I'm interested to see how it integrates beyond that. Kind of so, more BB10-esque, right? Yeah, when you click the share button, see up here you see like WhatsApp and it actually starts pulling out people I know directly within WhatsApp and I could tap on them to share directly. It has never done that for BBM, which has been really annoying because I've gone to like a web page and it's like, oh, I want to share this to someone in BBM. I have to directly click BBM and then click on the person, whereas it's yeah. nice for them to finally adapt to to uh, Marshmallow a little bit, and I'm hoping this might actually fix a couple other problems where sometimes I'll share to BBM then click someone and it doesn't even put the attachment or do what I was trying to tell it to do. So I'm hoping this goes along with fixing some That's of that. That still happens to me now with other apps too, Alex. Like yeah. Okay. yeah. It, it's an integration that's required to build on. That's all that we had for the Android BBM beta, and as Blaze mentions, in the uh, article that this is part of a larger summer update that's coming. And we've talked about it on previous podcasts, so I don't want to go back and kind of rehash some of the generalities. But on iOS, there's some really interesting ones. And there's one key line item that I think is very, <laughs> very important and something we've been talking about for, like, probably six months plus, right? Yeah. They've kind of like got notifications under control for iOS. You can turn on or off per group or per chat. Uh, you can tap, swipe right, left, and then set those mute options. So really cool. New BBM settings to hide message previews for notifications. If you don't want to see that, you know, you know, your, your second lover there popping up on screen through your BBM, you can turn that off. Share pictures with BBM contacts, conversations right from the Photos app, so again, better sharing integration. Retract has been expanded to cover more content, stickers, voice notes, file attachments, glimpse, and calendar events. So I could send you a voice note, you know, that says something sensitive and then remove that or send you a file 
and then removed from your device after you've engaged with it. Multi-person chat improvements include a new start contact picker, so starting a chat is going to be a little bit more streamlined on iOS, and there's where clear messages for um, multi-person chats and team chats. So a little bit more, again, organization with how those chats are going to be displayed to you. Group improvements have made their a group profile and group chat, so refining the group elements of BBM. And as well, Apple Universal Links, so you can tap a BBM pin or like a sticker, and instead of opening it to, uh, you know, redirecting you to Safari or whatever browser you have installed on your iOS device, it's going to launch within BBM. So kind of that same infrastructure we've had on Android and iOS will finally make its way over to uh, iOS. Now, Blaze, what's the, what's the biggest line item here? Buy now yeah. buttons within BBM. <laughs> right. Buy now button in BBM channel posts. And again, yeah. this is something we've been talking about forever, right? Make an Amazon BBM channel. Have them auto-feed content over and just put a buy button that integrates with the PayPal integration you've already got. It's like, hello, low-hanging fruit. Here we are, 2016, halfway through, and we're finally getting stuff that should be here already, to be quite honest. And on iOS, like, why specifically iOS? We, again, this is part of a larger update, so I don't think this list is exhaustive, but this is the stuff they want really tested on this update, you know? Um, and, and who's to say, right? We don't know whether they're seeing more traction on the buy side of iOS devices in, you know, these markets or whether or not, you know, Android is going to be the populace. I think it's just interesting that we're finally seeing some of these evolutions happening, right? We're seeing APIs. We're seeing partners for content in BBM. We're seeing a refinement of the features, and we got to say, I mean, we got to give them kudos. They've basically done everything we've asked them to do. It's taken them a while, yeah. but they've done <laughs> yeah. it. We wanted BBM video. All right, we gave you BBM video. You wanted it's exciting and, and, and scary at the exact same time, though, because it's like so many features that are jammed in there, right? Yeah. Right. And then it but, makes you wonder what's next, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so what should we ask for next, guys? And then we'll try to figure that out. It, I'm interested in the, the larger retract. I think that's a really powerful tool. Um, you know, I had to... It was funny because I had a, an anecdotal story here. I had seen previously some pictures of the the Neon device, this, you know, this BlackBerry All-Touch that was coming, supposedly to be an Alcatel rebranded device. And I had a contact on BBM who was willing to share some photos. Obviously, it's sensitive, didn't want himself attached to any of this content, right? So we started a private chat, sent some time photos, and it was a really, really good way for me to see what I wanted to see and for the privacy of the individual to stay protected. So everyone got what they wanted, right? It was a secure channel. The private chat ended. Everything was erased, no names, no, no history, and it was really, really seamless. And I was impressed that, you know, this is what BBM is really for, right? Some of those more sensitive conversations that you may have or maybe your more intimate conversations. And really, that's something that I think is lacking on some of these other messaging platforms, that they lack a little bit of the refinement on the privacy side of the whole conversation equation. And in terms of sharing and not sharing, I think it's a powerful piece. You know, we did an article on Veryflow that the inferral side of BBM is really powerful. So, for instance, Alex, we tried out, you know, trying to get a screen, a screen recorder of a private chat and Times message and that the app actually blocked the whole thing out. Um, so, really cool. That it, that you know again, BBM is excelling in that facet. Uh, you know, in seeing the Neon device as well, whether it's pre-production or not, it l did look an awful lot like the Alcatel <laughs> device. As, as and again, Blaze Blaze floated that rumor I think two two or three months ago at this point, right? So, it, from what I saw of the device, it was interesting. I don't know if it, again anything is final on what I saw, but the front of the device did not have a BlackBerry logo. It was bare. And the back had a BlackBerry logo, kind of darkened out, like almost, almost like leap styled, in terms of the coloring, like that shadow gray or whatever they called it. Um, and it, the only thing, it could have been lighting in the photos, to be quite honest. But it looked like some of the accents around the device were a little bit darker than what we saw on the actual Idle Four. And and I talked about this last podcast. It's just interesting that. We're seeing all these press releases go out for the Alcatel devices, right? We're seeing the 4S kind of get around. We're seeing it rebranded already in the UK as a Vodafone device. So maybe the BlackBerry one will be specific to North America or something like that, and they've got a larger agreement in place. Regardless, I think they're moving their assets forward. While we're obviously seeing a bigger expansion in the integration of their 
EMM side of the house, right, with all the software and the good acquisition and pushing the enterprise front forward, they're still getting down, I think, on the uh, the consumer side of that equation and doing what they can to stay viable. At this point, I really don't know what else I want from BBM. Do you guys have any ideas in particular? What I mean, yeah, just friends. Like, can I buy friends on BBM and uh, have someone to talk to, right? It's it's tough. Well, we're adding a buy now button, so... <laughs> right. So I, I'm saying if we ask for it now, we might get it by, you know, 2017, 2018, guys. So let's let's get this stuff up front. Our branch builder might be able to use it if we ask for it right now. <laughs> right. What I would like, honestly, is just marketing. I, I, I hate coming back to this. I feel like we badger this point, to, you know, tooth and nail throughout. But it's like no one knows BBM even exists, let alone that it has video, times message, retractions, you know content integrations, buying, PayPal, all that stuff, right? It's like I've seen commercials for Line and WeChat, and it's a really cool, you know, really cool glimpse, and it's like, okay, you can do all of this for free, right? If there were some ads out there and people were hearing about BBM more, I think it would be easier for Alex to get a couple of his friends over, right? They see it on their own, and they start asking Alex about it, and then he can upsell from there. But going from a cold start on a sale of BBM is tough, as we all know, right, to keep people on, especially with things like Slack and some of the other competitors out there where we're moving a lot of our conversations other places. So what do you guys think? Aside from, you know... <laughs> some of those super, super power features for BBM, is there anything else you guys would like to see in the app itself? I mean, it's so feature robust at this point. I mean, I'll say it once and I'll say it again. It's just they need to fix better integration with other apps. That's the one thing that kills it for yeah. me on Android where I'm actually tempted to just stop using it. I, like Every other app allows me to just quickly reply to someone and I'm done, whereas them, like it forces open on the app. So now this quick reply functionality that's supposed to be convenient instead takes me away from what I was doing to send the reply and now I have to go back out. Like it's just, it just needs to integrate better. And, and you wonder because Android N is going to have that that built yeah. in. So I wonder if they're just and, waiting instead of getting ahead of it. You know. And but I guess that's just uh, the unfortunate bit is on Android N that's going to be them integrating it within the app for themselves and hopefully that will fix it with other integrations, but it may not. Like this, I think this is a different pull. I don't know. It, I don't know. That's that's true. But still, I thought I thought end. you were for sure gonna say text message integration for <laughs> what you wanted next. Yeah, I mean, yes, I've kind of already accepted. I've been using Messenger for that for the past two months now, and I've been happy with it. That would be great to have realistically, but. Um, I don't really see it happening because they had it like back in the good old days with Legacy and they haven't done it, so are they really going to do it? Yeah, it seems like a feature that they've already looked at, reviewed, and dismissed at this point. But obviously something's there, like Messenger is doing it, and a lot of people are really happy with Messenger now. Like it, it is a good app. Like They're doing a lot with it. I honestly feel that if BBM, excuse me, if BlackBerry Hub is to go cross-platform, Having text messages integrated into BBM would be an awesome move to help kind of co-leverage what they've built, right? So instead of like having to have Messenger or Facebook Messenger or any other SMS just inside of Hub, imagine if you could consolidate those two into one, right? So again, you get BBM, but you also have your text messages coming through BBM, and then all of that is accessible in the hub in a seamless way. Because right now, without, I mean, if you buy Textra, right, you're going to get a different experience. But right now, if you have just basic Messenger, it's going to launch that app separately. What I like about BBM on the Android for BlackBerry Hub is that with BBM, they've integrated it very much like BlackBerry 10. You hit the message, and it loads the card, basically, with the BBM piece. So if that could be happen for text messages, and I could actually keep my text messages inside the BlackBerry Hub on Android, I think that would be an awesome feature, however they get around making it happen, you know? Yeah. I just I just hate that I had to pay for a $2 app to get that kind of functionality, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and I'm sure other people may not go out and spend the $2, but may have a similar kind of grievance. What about you, uh, Brandon, now that you're on your priv using BBM, is there something you'd like different? Is there something else you'd like them to implement? BBM-wise? Yes, welcome to the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I feel like this is what Alex said before, but uh, the quick replies. So, for instance, when I get a message in WhatsApp, it gives me the option to reply right then and there from the notification. But on BBM, I have to go into the app to reply, which is kind of a pain because on BlackBerry 10, I was able to do quick replies. So it begs the question of why they wouldn't add it when they know a bunch of people buying the device are going to be coming for BlackBerry 10. It's like, hello. Like, a little bit of a no-brainer. Right. Yeah. Also, blend. Like, if they had blend, you know? Something yeah, like I'm reading through some of the comments, and people are saying all of those things. A share button to Instagram, Snapchat, blend via desktop for BBM, like some kind of BBM on the desktop. Uh, one of the things I thought might be interesting is Im imagine if they took out the ads that we see in the chat feed and replaced that with links or advertisements for stuff they have on that new Discover screen that they're talking about. So basically, almost like an ad for BBM stickers inside of BBM, like you know, advertising yourself as opposed to maybe advertising some random garbage that is auto-generated by my Google search results, you know? Yeah, but random garbage pays the bills. <laughs> Blaze, you pay the bills by subscribing <laughs> monthly for your 99 sure. cents. Blaze and my custom pin and all the damn stickers that I buy that I never <laughs> uh, use. He uses them once yeah. and he's like, Wait, Did you ever use that pin, like that custom pin? Have you ever used it? No. Okay. Yeah. I still have it, but I've never actually like used it because one, I don't, I don't generally give up my pay. Yeah. Anyways, exactly. Right? So, and anybody else who managed to figure it out, they were just like, they literally just figured it out by randomly typing in whatever yeah. and seeing who they got on the other end. It was never, <laughs> it was never me deliberately giving it to someone and then typing it in. Uh, Hi, Blaze. Pin, please. You just BBM. <laughs> so Darius, I know, has mentioned this in our Berry Flow group, and some are mentioning it in our Berry Flow channel as well. Dark theme. Hello. You have it on BlackBerry 10. We'd love that in the Android version. Like Simple little things like that go a long way to just keep someone who's in the app in the app, right? Like, you've already lost Alex. He's already gone. He, we can't save him. But maybe we can keep Brandon on, despite the ads, if we I get him some I dark... I don't use uh, the hub. I don't use the hub. Wow. So you want a dark hub, is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, it just kind of sucks, man. Yeah. I just, like, I, mean, I, was I was using it because it could keep all my messages in there and stuff, but, like, the integration was just so... It just Black wasn't, very, slow just wasn't and... very good. I felt like it took me longer to have to open yes. the hub yeah. and buy the stuff and then just go directly to the application. Like, it just... Yep. To me, it felt like kind of a an unnecessary application at this point, whereas in BlackBerry 10, it's a necessary application because it actually provides you such a better experience. But on Android, it just doesn't match up. And I just... It, it's a shame, but I, I just... Stopped. I disabled it because it was actually making the workflow even more haphazard than it already is on Android, as much as that's difficult to believe. You actually disabled the hub, or you yeah. just stopped using it? No, I disabled it. Oh, wow. Because, so, like, the hub disabled you, and now you disabled the hub. So <laughs> you get I feel like that's petty. You, do, you need to have a more mature relationship with your BlackBerry software. What about your product? Yeah. So your productivity edge was turned off, too, then, I assume. Yeah. Yeah, that's that a thing. thing too. It's like, why can't they make the productivity edge like integrate with integrate whatever with apps. app yeah. you want to use or whatever yes. note app you want to use? Like, it's it, Brandon thought, had turned this out like four months ago when we all were talking about this, but now he knows. Yeah. <laughs> now he knows through experience. I had no clue, but it. now I know. But yeah. that's the but thing. I where we start like, tuning Brandon out, though, and like James, I I think James brought up this like perfectly like a year ago when I brought this up about like the BlackBerry launcher and how it's lacking things like that BlackBerry doesn't need to appease you and me like the people who actually want to do more with our phones with other apps they don't really care that much about us in a sad bit uh, they're we just don't love to, you they're just trying to appease people like oh if you want to take a note just swipe over productivity edge and take a note and the average person who uses that has no idea where that note is being saved or whatever, but they don't care because they saved their note and they can access it. Whereas someone like me, I want to take a note and keep so it's cloud synced to the cloud so I don't lose it. Because one of the biggest frustrations on BlackBerry 10 was I would be using their native note-taking app, 
and then I would upgrade phones and I would lose all of my notes. And it's like that's a detrimental thing when you when you rely on it so heavily. So um, they're not really trying to appease us because there are enough apps out there to appease us. They're just trying to take those who want to use their services and make their services work together. And then that just gets me in a tough scenario where it's like, what is the point then? Like, what is it that you're trying to achieve? Because the people who want to use you, the hardcore users like me and, and Brandon, we don't even want to use your services at that point. Holla. Is Brandon really hardcore, though? I mean, let's be honest. If, if you're not using productivity, I'm more, hardcore than, you. Hardcore. I'm more hardcore than you, James, when yeah. it comes to mobile. You know I, what? I actually use it for business. I don't just use it to Snapchat. Getting the goods on Snapchat is my business, all right? <laughs> no, speaking of hardcore, Marco and you know the whole Berryful team, we've been working on trying to get some new swag out. So aside from my Crackberry swag, we actually just started printing some new stuff, and this is one Marco just did for us. And it looking really, really good. We're hoping to get all that out for you, maybe by the end of the month, just an open shop with all those different kinds of goodies. So, Brandon, if I can get you inside of one of these dope new Berry Flow shirts, then you'll be hardcore, right? I'm going to put hardcore like on the back for you. Like, yeah. true, truly right. hardcore. <laughs> so, we have the last bit that I wanted to talk about here, guys. 40% off all accessories through Shop Blackberry. Just Why wanted to put that out there. <laughs> I mean, sure, now the $40, you know, 40% off matches Amazon prices now, right? Bravo, awesome. Uh, <laughs> you may save a couple dollars. Go check it out, right? At least the revenues go right to BlackBerry. Oh, wait, no, they don't. They go to – never mind. You know what? Let's just, move, let's just move on from that conversation before Alex calls upon Google Maps right now. <laughs> Alex is trying to play Pokemon Go and plan his route right now. Oh, so Lord. I think that's our time to hop off. Gentlemen, I want to talk about in our after show – a little bit of, I saw an interesting article that was posted on the NASDAQ, is BBM the dark horse of BlackBerry's turnaround? So really an interesting article. We'll kind of dive into a little bit of that in our after show. But peace, love, and blessings, guys. We are going to be seeing you guys next week. Today is the 17th, so we're going to be here on the 24th. Again, BlackBerry Security Summit, July the 19th. It's in two days. Definitely check it out on crackberry.com for all the latest. They're going to people there. Blaze, y'all are doing a live vlog too, right, for the initial kind of keynote stuff? Yeah, I think as um, as far as I know, all of the information is going to be, you know, basically available for us to go ahead and do a live blog. But uh, you know, everything is subject to change in that regard. But we will have whatever is humanly possible to be able to go ahead and cover remotely. So. <laughs> what Blaze means is, if there's something to live blog, we will live blog it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you, you never know. Um, Let's hop on this after show, gentlemen. Always good chit chatting with the latest BlackBerry. I gotta fill Alex in on how to, you know, actually go to the gym, not the not the real gym, but you know, <laughs> Pokemon gym. Yeah. <laughs> gotta be the very best. Anyway, yeah, my girl got me this hat. I was surprised because I I wouldn't have gone for this logo right off the bat, but it was kind of cool to see kind of the integrated Berry Flow Upstream one on the hat. I was uh, I was like, oh look at you paying attention. She clearly knows how to use Google Image Search and, like, <laughs> on a stream, found it. She's like, yes, let me get this on a shirt. <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, we'll talk later. Later. Peace, Peace out. out. Later.